Hi, and welcome to the Two Crazy Chicks podcast. And just a disclaimer before today's episode begins, while I, Cassie, am a licensed therapist, this podcast is not meant to take the place of therapy. Anything that is discussed in this podcast episode is meant to be educational and inspirational. If you are seeking professional support, please reach out to myself or Stephanie, and we can help you locate the resources you are looking for. You can also use a directory such as Psychology Today or the Center for Apostolic Counseling. And you can go onto these websites and find a therapist in your state that would be able to help you. Hey, I'm Cassie. Hey, I'm Stephanie. And welcome to our podcast episode, How to Survive the Holidays with an Eating Disorder. So with this podcast, we're going to talk about like... um, eating disorders at the holidays. How do you handle food with the holidays? Cause you know, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas and all sorts of yummy treats and all the Turkey and the desserts and everything else. And it can be very tempting to either restrict or binge eat. So how do you handle that? How do you cope with that and survive through these holidays that are coming up? Um, so some of the tips I found um, whenever I was doing research for this episode, and I found this on recoverywarriors.com. Um, so one of the biggest things with surviving um, the holidays and an eating disorder is try to stick to your normal eating routine. So whatever your normal eating routine is on a normal day, try to keep with that. Um, try not to change it. Um, you know, at Christmas time, many people eat, you know, much larger meals or snacks throughout the day. But if you struggle with an eating disorder, routine is very important. It's important to stick to your diet so you don't feel tempted to binge eat or restrict your food. Um, and then plan ahead if you can to help yourself avoid any out of the blue panic moments. So if you, you know, know what the meal looks like for that Thanksgiving dinner or for that Christmas dinner, um, then you can plan and decide, you know, what you feel comfortable eating and what you don't, because you know, your body, you know, what your body can handle, you know, what your body can't, you know, how much food you feel comfortable eating to consider yourself full. And you know, when you're done, listen to those body cues. And then be realistic about where you are in your recovery journey. So know where you are. Are you at the beginning of your recovery? Are you at the middle? Are you somewhere towards the end? If you're at the end of your recovery, then I think it's easier, you know, to get through the holidays with food. But if you're somewhere in the beginning or the middle, seeing all that food at the dinner table can be overwhelming and cause you to panic. So understand where you are where you are um and but don't feel guilty if you eat an extra dessert or if you eat an extra slice of ham or turkey or whatever is served and then have a support plan in place have people you can reach out to that you know if it's christmas morning day and you're struggling have a person you can just text or call and be like, Hey, I am really struggling today. How do I cope with this? You know, help me through this. 
uh, have an exit plan because we know being around our family at those big holiday gets togethers can get very overwhelming. Um, and we can start to feel overwhelmed and start to feel the urge to restrict or binge eat or anything along those lines. So have an exit plan, you know, maybe have, if you're familiar with the house, have a designated room where you can go to, to be by yourself, or maybe it's stepping outside for a minute, or maybe it's just, if you're super overwhelmed and the festivities are over or closer to being over, making the choice to just leave and go back home where you know you're safe. Um, and also allow yourself to say no. You can say no. Um, if, you know, someone is trying to pressure you to eat something you don't feel comfortable eating or you're not ready to eat, it's okay to say no. If they're trying to talk to you about your eating disorder, if they know you struggle with it, it's okay to say this topic is off limits. You get to choose what you say no to and what you say yes to. And also allow yourself <clears throat> to say yes to new experiences. You know, if you feel comfortable trying something new, allow yourself to say yes, but keep in mind, you don't have to. You know your limitations. You know where to draw the line better than anyone else. And above all, to survive the holidays with an eating disorder, try to remember that your choices are allowed to be your own. Regardless of how much your aunt engages in diet talk at the table, and regardless of how much that nosy, long-lost grandmother questions your meal plan, you don't owe them a justification for honoring your mental and physical health. So your choice is your choice. Not your grandmother's, not your aunt's, not your uncle's. It's yours and yours alone. Oh, that's so true, Cassie, because like we all have that nosy, nosy family member, whether it's an uncle, an aunt, a cousin, like three times removed that shows up to your family function. Because I don't know about you, but I have a cousin that does. It shows up and we're like, you're not even part of the family anymore. What you doing here? But they're still there. But, you know, they are nosy and they're like, well, we saw on Facebook that you have an eating disorder. And um, but they like want to know all about our topic and like. No, we don't want to talk about it during the holidays because holidays are stressful enough when you have an eating disorder because you're sitting in front of a table with all of this food that you normally don't see. Because something about holidays is we've got to cook everything under the sun and put it on the table to display. And it's like, you don't get this all the time. And so like we don't want to deal with our eating disorder out in the open usually. At least I don't. I don't know how Cassie is, but I don't want to like display my eating disorder on a platter. Like here's my silver platter. So here's my eating disorder for all of you to discuss at the dinner table. Not that I don't see you all of it once a year. And so I do like that, like tell them, no, mm -hmm. tell that nosy aunt, grandma, whoever be like, excuse me, you can go out the door. Cause I'm not talking to you about it. You know? And of course there's a nice way to do it. I mean, don't just be like really rude, but, you know, yeah. be Christ-like about it, but definitely don't, don't tell them, like you don't let them, dictate what you have to talk about like you have a right and a choice to be like I don't have to sit with you I can get up and go sit go sit at the kid table my personal opinion the kid table is a lot more fun I always thought I would be like done with a kid table when I became an adult 
Um, I don't know if you guys have a kid table with your family functions, but when I grew up, we had a kid table and I still think the kid table is more fun than the adult table because it's less stressful at that table than it is the adult table. Um, with Thanksgiving, just like right around the corner, Cassie, um, I know like in my family, Thanksgiving is like a big food ordeal. Like Christmas is too. Like we have food, obviously. Like, I mean, we, my family eats galore. Like that's a big thing. Um, but Thanksgiving is like when everything gets cooked. My mom would get up at like three o'clock in the morning and start cooking and baking everything. So like food is like a big ordeal on Thanksgiving for a lot of families. So Cassie, what about those people out there that are still struggling silently in their eating disorder? Nobody knows, they know, but, and that's it. And they're having to go through that. What's advice that you would give them? And cause you're almost three years to recovery. Uh, I think that's correct. In January, Cassie, I think will be like close to her three-year recovery mark in ED. So what's advice would you give someone out there that's getting ready to go through a Thanksgiving meal? I would say, you know, you know, your body, you know what you can and can't handle. And I remember like what the first holiday was like for me whenever I was really struggling with my eating disorder. Like, I don't know how, but I somehow... I resisted pretty much everything. I only put like a tiny slice of turkey on my plate, a lid, a small spoonful of vegetables. Like I barely ate anything that first like holiday. And I wasn't open about my eating disorder at the time. Um, I think it was like, I don't know, maybe a year later that I started talking about my eating disorder. But the holidays are easier for me now because I'm like, I know what I feel comfortable eating and how much my body can handle. So I think, you know, your signs, you know, your cues, you know, when you're done and when you've had enough and trust that trust what your body is telling you, because your body is normally pretty accurate with what it's saying to you. Yeah. And trust the body, not your mind. Like for me, my mind is my negative thought. Like that's where the negative thoughts are. And so I like how you said that, Cassie, like we need to trust our body. Our bodies will tell us that we're hungry, that we're full, you know, oh, we're in a kind of an awkward situation, time to vacate. So definitely I like that, Cassie, listen to your body. You know, and I read on there on somewhere where it said like, you can't just don't go in there and wing it. Just, oh, it's okay. I have an eating disorder. I can just, you know, wing it. No, I, I maybe Cassie can because she's close to through your recovery. But for me, I'm just starting my recovery. And I feel like I still like this Thanksgiving, I've already started putting the plan in place. Like I'm going to drive to the function because I want my own car so that if I get overwhelmed and I need to leave, I have a place that I could, I could vacate the premises and get away from the stressful situation. So I do think we don't need to go in there and just wing. And I feel like, you know, especially for new recovery or even people who are just going, you know, they're still in the eating disorder and working their way towards recovery. I feel like you still need to kind of have that plan in place. So my personal opinion is don't wing it, have that support group ready, ready to go already kind of let them know, you know, your support group. And if you don't have one, try to find somebody that you're extremely close to that you can kind of be open with. And you don't have to tell them your life story. You don't have to tell them you have an eating disorder. Just kind of be like, Hey, I'm kind of struggling with, you know, a little problem. Can you kind of just help me walk through today? Um, Cassie, what's it like to be close to three year recovery and go through another Thanksgiving? You know, 
even though I'm like almost three years in recovery, I do still struggle. Like, and I like what Stephanie said was like, you know, trust your body, not your mind, because there are still times like whenever I want to trust my mind more than my body. And so I, myself, like I still have an exit plan in place. Like if I need it, like I know the layout of the homes I go to for the holidays and I know what rooms I can go into if I need to like, just take a break for a minute, like get away from the conversation and just have that personal space. I think it's so important. Like if you can like know the layout of where you're going, will it be easier for you to step outside? Is there a room like you can go off to privately in that house just to take a break if you need it? If it starts to get too overwhelming, even if just seeing all the food on the counter or at the table starts to get overwhelming, you might need to just take a minute and go off to a room and just breathe and calm yourself down and remind yourself that, hey, this is okay. I don't have to eat or try every single dish that's sitting on that counter. I only need to eat what I feel comfortable eating and know when I am full and when I'm done. Oh, that's such a good point, Cassie. Like we don't need to eat everything that I, we see. And just because someone says, hey, you need to eat this. This was your favorite meal. And that could be a fear food for you now. You know, cakes and pies are like one of my like absolute fear foods that I have a struggle eating. I, I enjoy them. Like I love pumpkin pie. This is the best time for pumpkin pie. And all you people who eat pumpkin pie outside of Thanksgiving, Christmas, that's just weird and unnatural. So you need to just eat pumpkin pie during the holidays, but that could be a fear food for you. And don't let them tell you that you have to eat this and have to eat that. Eat what you can, you know, make sure you eat, you know, we're not promoting, you know, restricting or anything, but, but make sure you eat what your safe foods are. It's okay if you don't want to eat any of your fear foods that day. If you're working on that, you know, it's okay to just eat your, what, what in the, eating disorder real calls safe foods, you know, that's okay. Eat a safe food. So, you know, Hey, I'm not anxious because I'm eating what I am familiar with and eat the portions that you can start off small. And if you're hungry, go back and get seconds, you know, but don't feel guilty in the long run. If you go back and get that second, it's okay. You know, and for all you people who like are like me and have control issues, because I'm a type A and I like to control everything under the sun. If you have never been around me and bless you, because I am definitely a control freak, uh, but don't offer to host Thanksgiving. Don't, don't put that stress on top of you because you are going to have all the food around you. Then you're going to be in charge of all the food. And that's just going to cause you way more stress than what you need during the holidays. So my advice for you is let somebody else deal with the food and you bring a side dish if you need to, or if they ask you to, that's fine. But I would not, I would not advise you. And again, I'm not, you know, clinical or anything like that nature, but I mean, hosting is stressful enough, but I feel like with an eating disorder and Cassie can chime in any time as well. I feel like with an eating disorder, um, it's not the best idea for you to host Thanksgiving or Christmas, especially if you are starting recovery or like in the middle of an eating disorder, working your way towards recovery. And so like, yeah, I don't know how Cassie feels on that. Cassie, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, because like, also if you're the host of a Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, you're not going to be able to utilize your escape plan if you need it. Cause you have all these people at your home to entertain, to feed. So I think it's super important, especially when you're in early recovery to not agree to host anything, let someone else be the host. Yeah. 
I totally agree with that too. Like, and even if like you, uh, they get asked, like if they ask you to bring something and you're like, I don't really think I can cook and bake. I'm so stressed. There's stores down the road. Go to Aldi's. And if you don't have an Aldi's, so sorry. Go to Walmart, go to Myers. go to Kroger's, go to whatever grocery stores down the road and just buy something. You don't have to cook. You can buy it the day before Thanksgiving. Some stores are even open on the morning of Thanksgiving. So go pick it up and take it in. It's okay to buy prepackaged stuff. No one's going to judge you because most of them are probably buying prepackaged pies anyways. So don't don't stress yourself out because you're a baker or a cooker and you feel like you have to do that. Food for me is a very stressful thing. Like I still love to bake, still love to cook, but it still can be very stressful when I do it for other people during the holidays. And even when you're like baking for other people during the holidays, it's like you're baking twice the amount you would normally would if it's just you eating it. And that can be add more stress because it's more attempting to try the things like, you know, during the holidays, you can't just bake one pumpkin pie. you got to bake two. I mean, so you're making like double of what you would normally make if it was just you. Yeah, that is really true. You know, and. And don't like bottle your emotions about it either. Like don't hide that when they come to you and ask, hey, can you cook this? Can you bake this? And you're just kind of like, no, I really can't because it's a fear of food and I can't have that in my house. But then tell them, oh, nope, it's okay. Sure, I'll do it. And then you're like stressed to the max. And now you're out of control. Your emotions are out of control. Your mind's out of control, which now your eating disorder has now become the biggest issue. Again, whether you're in recovery or not, like, For me, my eating disorder is a whole lot about control. When my life feels out of control, my eating disorder is the one thing that I can control. I can control any type of food intake for my body. And so instantly that's what I'm going to gravitate towards. Well, I'm now controlling. So I'm not going to eat anything for the rest of the day, the rest of the week, but I'm going to bake this, this fear food of mine so I can bring it to a party. It's okay to tell them, hey, I can't do that. Can I do something else? You know, and if they don't understand that, then that's on them. That's not on you. You voiced your concern, you know, and as hard as that is for some people to hear the word no, you know, it's it's okay for you to tell them no. And trust me, I'm preaching to the choir over here uh, because I cannot tell people no. I have a hard time being like, uh, no, I'm learning the meaning of no, but it's still, it's really hard for me to tell anybody no. So it's okay to like voice your feelings your opinions, don't hide them. Don't try to mask your emotions, especially on the day of Thanksgiving. I know there's probably a whole bunch of other people, but I am I am great at hiding my emotions and putting on a mask on my face and being like, aha, I'm peachy king, I'm perfect. You know, nothing's wrong with me. And inside I'm crumbling and ready to scream and run. You know, and so don't, if you're struggling in that moment at the Thanksgiving table, that's okay. Get up. Go find what Cassie was telling, talking about earlier, you know, go find that room, that space to kind of just cool off and leave. And if you have to go home, go home. That's my escape route is I leave the whole house. I can do that Um, during Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, I can't during Christmas because I go back to Alabama. Um, But during Thanksgiving, I, I can leave. I can go back to my house to just me and my cats and it's nice and quiet. And that's okay if you have to leave. You know, and so it's just one of those things, Cassie. Yeah, no, like if you have to leave, you have to leave. Don't feel guilty for setting those boundaries either. Like don't feel guilty for telling that person no. 
that you can't bake that item. Don't feel guilty for if you do have to use your escape plan and just leave. Don't feel guilty for it because, you know, those boundaries are so important to set and so important to your recovery. And if you don't set those boundaries, then recovery is going to be more challenging. You know, and and uh, another thing, too, is develop family traditions that don't include food. Um, Cassie, what's like a family tradition that you guys that doesn't involve food? And it could be Thanksgiving or Christmas, Cassie. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think all of our family traditions in my family involve food. <laughs> uh, it's not hoping. Christmas. <laughs> I, I was so hoping that like it would be different because I was like, I don't know if I can answer this question. I know. I don't think I can either. I mean, I know some families like they play games together. My family, we don't. We like to just sit around and talk and eat as much food as we want. <laughs> I think, you know, I think that's like normal in a lot of families though, Cassie. I, I feel like it's just, it's food. Well, we're going to sit here around the Thanksgiving dinner table, Christmas table, and we're just going to eat and talk. You know, I go to a friend's house for Thanksgiving. And I, you know, since I'm moving up here, I usually don't go back to Alabama for Thanksgiving and I go up here and it always seems it's so cool to watch them. Um, I've gone with them since 24, since 2015, excuse me, um, to Thanksgiving dinner and they always play games. We have played the most crazy games or anything like that. And that's so fun. But I guess my other like family, I, well, it's not really family tradition. It's something I kind of do. And sometimes people tag along. Sometimes not. I have a, I have another friend who kind of tags along almost every year now and I go black Friday shopping. The family that I go and eat Thanksgiving dinner with, they automatically know that mm, I'm going black Friday shopping. I'm leaving your house around eight o'clock and I'm out the door. I'm going shopping. So like have something to look forward to. Like for me, that's, that's what I look forward to. I, I absolutely love black Friday shopping. Cassie, do you go black Friday shopping? Um, some times I do, um, not always. Um, usually if I go Black Friday shopping, it's in the afternoons after the crowds have left the stores. Oh, that's like no fun, Cassie. Like what? No, you got to get like right there in line going to go beat up that grandma. No, not really. I've never done that. Um, I don't plan to either. You, you just have to kind of keep, um, it's fun to go out there. So I like, I feel like we have to have something fun to look forward to like when you're on a stressful moment. Cause like for me, Thanksgiving stressful, like, cause not everybody knows that I have an eating disorder. I'm more open now, you know, me and Cassie run a Facebook group together about our eating disorders and, you know, and it's to, you know, it's a godly page to help, you know, other women in the church, not just apostolic, but the Christian world itself and, um, eating disorders. And so a lot of people know that I have an eating disorder. Sometimes I forget that people are on Facebook. Um, but there are some people who aren't on Facebook and have no idea. So it's kind of stressful. Like, are they going to judge what's on my plate or not on my plate? So I always look forward to, okay, if I can just get through the next couple of hours, I'm going shopping and I don't shop for myself. I shop for my niece and my two nephews. Like that's the fun of it. Like I'm like, yes, well, and I get Tupperware. So have something fun and Tupperware. I mean like Rubbermaid. I'm from the deep South. We call it Tupperware. So, but yeah. So what's other things that you could develop Cassie? Like Cassie, what do you think? things that we could do to develop as fam new family traditions. Maybe people are just now getting married and having their own kids and stuff. Yeah. I think, you know, as far as traditions go, don't incorporate like 
Don't make food a big part of everything you do. Add other things to it. Yes, you know, it's the holidays. Yes, you know, the holidays are all about the food. But add other things to it as well. Like add other traditions like playing games or maybe after Thanksgiving dinner, put your Christmas tree up as a family. You know, a lot of people, some people put their Christmas trees up before Thanksgiving. I'm a big believer that you do not put your Christmas tree up until at least Thanksgiving day or the day after. Amen. So, I mean, put your Christmas tree up after the Thanksgiving meal, like do that with your kids, your spouse, you know, if you're single, go home after your family Thanksgiving dinner and put your tree up and decorate it and look forward to that. Like add those traditions into it. I think that's really fun and a really fun way to, you know, take your mind off all the food that's maybe still sitting on the counter with you know, waiting to be put in bowls to be put into the fridge or the freezer or wherever you're going to store it until you're ready to pull it back out again and eat it. Oh, yeah, that is really good because, yeah, leftovers, like, that's a thing. That's, like, a massive – well, I, at least I think it is because, like, my family, we we cook for, like, 20 people and, like, there's five people coming. So, like, there's always Thanksgiving dinner leftovers. You know, you got to make turkey – turkey sandwiches and turkey pasta salad and turkey potato salad. I mean, I think turkey gets added to everything. And my mom would make turkey pot pie. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. So sorry for people who like pot pie. I don't care what you put in the pot pie. Pot pie is gross to me. And it's not, it's not a fear food. It's just a gross food to me. So sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. Cassie. <laughs> That's totally okay. You know, and with the eating disorders, like we all have our foods we like, we all have our foods we don't like. And if you don't like a food, it's okay to say, I don't like that. You know, it's not a fear food. It's not a food you used to like and hate anymore. It's just a food you genuinely do not like. And it has nothing to do with your eating disorder. Absolutely. There are some foods I have never liked my entire life and I still don't like them today and I never will. And that's okay. Yes, that is such a good point because like someone once told me like they knew I had an eating disorder and I was, I was like, oh, I don't like that. Oh, it's just because you're eating disorder. You need to try it anyways. No, I didn't like it when I was five and I'm not liking it now. It just because I have an eating disorder does not mean that I still, I still don't have foods that I don't like. Those aren't my fear foods. Like I have fear foods. I have a list of foods that I used to love and enjoy and I, I struggle to eat now, you know? And a fear food is just, if you're not aware what exactly a fear food is, it's a food that you fear, you know, you used to enjoy it. Like I used to love, um, milkshakes and peach milkshakes and stuff like that. And, and it's not because it's, you know, it's high in calorie or anything like that. It's, it, well, excuse me, it is high in calorie and all of that. And that scares me to death. And that's why I can't eat it. Like I eventually will be able to enjoy one without fearing that, you know, I, I was for the first time able to enjoy a peach milkshake a couple of months ago, you know, but it's still something I avoid. So those are fear foods. It's not something that you don't like, you know, like I don't, I'm not a big fan of green beans, like canned green beans to me are disgusting. Do not please, please don't give me canned green beans. Like I can tell you what's a canned green bean and what's a fresh green bean. Okay. I don't even really care for fresh green beans. Like I'm not a big green bean fan. There's one place that I can actually eat green beans and that's it. Um, but it's not a fear food. It's because I don't like them. Didn't like them when I was five and I'm not going to like them now. So I like that point, Cassie. Yeah. And I, like for me, like seafood, I have never liked seafood and I probably never will. And I know Stephanie likes seafood and that's oh. okay. <laughs> oh my, my Southern heart just like hit the floor. 
like, Oh my goodness. And we're friends. Oh my. Now I feel like I just need to like pull out my entire Southern draw to like, tell you how I feel about that comment. Cassie. <laughs> Man. You know, you know, so it's like seafood for me, it's never been a fear food. It's just a food I genuinely do not like. And I don't know if it's the smell of it. I don't know if it's the taste. I don't know why I don't like it. I just don't like it. But that's, yeah. And that's, and that's a good thing to like, not a good thing. You don't like it. I'm sorry. You don't like it. That's sad. Um, you'll have to come to Alabama with me so that you yeah. can actually have like real seafood. Like that might be your problem. <laughs> this is Indiana. Okay, everybody. We're in Indiana. We're both in Indianapolis and, uh, you can't get real seafood here. I don't care what anybody says up here. Yeah. No offense. It's all frozen. If, if it's, fr- if it, if they say it's fresh, it's, it's, it's been frozen for a while. So, uh, don't go to red lobster and tell me that's seafood. So, um, but that's, but that's not your fear food. Like you, I'm assuming, and I'm speaking just out of terms. So correct me, Cassie, if I'm wrong, you have other fear foods, but those are foods that you once enjoyed. And they have a hard time eating now. Yeah. Like my fear food, which I've been working, which I've been able to, I feel like eat it more and more is cheeseburgers. Like I love, I used to love cheeseburgers and I still do, but it's very hard for me to like bring myself to eat them. And when I do eat them, I feel really bad for eating them, but it's like learning to um, overcome that and learn, you know, I think our, with our fear foods, we get afraid that like we're going to gain a hundred pounds if we eat this thing. But the reality is we're not because the few times I've eaten my fear food, which is a cheeseburger, like I felt the same as I did 20 minutes before I ate it. I didn't feel any differently. And I had to be like, Oh wait, I didn't gain a hundred pounds from eating that cheeseburger. I still feel the same as I did an hour ago. I don't feel differently. Yeah. And that's a good point too, you know, and, and back to, so we can, we can start wrapping up a little bit here back to the holidays. You know, it's, um, you might feel bloated after eating some of this food, but think about it. This is food that you don't normally eat. So look at Turkey. Turkey usually can make you tired, whether that's a true statement or not. I always get tired after eating Turkey. Yeah. I always get tired after eating Turkey too. And even if you eat a little bit of mashed potatoes, well, that's a lot of starch. So you might feel bloated. You might, Mm -hmm. these feelings are normal feelings. They're not, they're not unnormal. You're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel tired and that's okay. Live with those feelings in the moment. Just live in the moment. Exactly. And you have to think like, this is just, it's one day. This is not what your eating routine is like every day. You don't see this much food at the table at every single meal. This is just one day. And the next day you can get right back into how you would normally eat, you know, and you won't have that much food sitting around you at the table the next day, unless you just have tons of leftovers and decide to reheat all of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Lord bless you if you do, because I'm one to be like, take it all home. I don't want it in my house. Please take it. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, and that's a great thing too. And and another thing is I'm a restrictive, so I'm diagnosed with restrictive anorexia nervosa. And so my problem is, is I always feel really guilty eating more than a thousand calories the next day. And I'm like, oh no, now I have to work out for like three hours because I ate like you know, over a thousand calories. Don't do that. 
don't go the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday shopping, and you're like, I can't eat because I had so much. And you're like, I have to go run around the store and act like a crazy person so that I can like burn these calories off. Don't do that. And if you feel that urge, that's when your support group comes in. Bring your support group in, text them, call them. And if you need one of them to go shopping with you, take one of them shopping if they will. Not everybody goes Black Friday shopping. I have learned that is not a normal thing, I guess. And so, but but tell them, hey, I ate this much calories yesterday on Thanksgiving. Today, all I want to do is starve myself and go and work out. Mm -hmm. I need support. Yeah. And I think another thing you could do too, is like on the holidays, maybe a day or two before the holiday is like text your support person or people and be like, Hey, can you be on call for me on Thanksgiving? If I start to struggle and I need to call you. And a lot of times if they really are, you know, a big part of your support system, they'll be like, yes, absolutely. Call me if you need me. And they'll be there if you do end up needing to call them. Yeah. And that's the best thing about cell phones now is, is we can text our support group and call them instantly, you know, and text messages goes a long way because maybe you don't need to talk to someone on the phone at this very moment. You just need, Hey, I'm struggling. I need some prayer and that's okay. You don't have to go into detail when you text your support group. Sometimes it's hard to go into detail. For me, I have a hard time asking for help. And so for me, sometimes I just text my support group. Hey, I'm really struggling right now and I just need prayer and that's okay too. You know, just text them if you need to call them. I, you know, that's a great point, Cassie. You know, your support group is there to, to support you, you know? And so Cassie, as we wrap up, is there anything out there that you would like to, because Thanksgiving is whew, Thanksgiving is just a couple of days away. So is there anything that you would say to that person, whether it's female, male struggling with an eating disorder to give them advice? I think trust yourself, trust your body, you know, your limits, you know what you can and can't handle. And remember to set those boundaries. If someone starts to talk to you about your eating disorder and you don't want to talk about it, tell them you don't want to talk about it and change the topic. And if they keep pushing, use your exit plan. Use your escape plan if you need a minute because it is okay to say no. It is okay to say, I don't want to talk about this with you. And just be yourself. That's very good advice, Cassie. I like that. Be yourself. Because sometimes I feel like in our struggles, we forget who we are. And just remember, God made you who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, Mm -hmm. God, God does not make ugly things. God does not make mistakes in his creation. So remember that as you go through the holidays, you know, and focus on, on that one thing that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you belong on this earth, no matter what. So Cassie, thank you. This has been fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the two crazy chicks. And so um, stay tuned later on. Uh, Our third podcast will be coming out very soon. So we hope you enjoy it. And we hope you uh, listen to us again. God bless and have a wonderful evening.